Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Bernie is here. Hello, hello. Hello, and Mohanad is back from Iceland. Yes, I am. The land of ice and fire. Did you see the Gilfie Sigurdsson, like, campaign team? Are they working to get him out? <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, huge protest on the street. People doing the thunderclap. It was... Uh... It was crazy. It's crazy. Every time I saw an Aslanic dude, I was like, what are you thinking, mate? I could actually imagine. Like, the the Icelandic people are far too sensible, but you, you know, like, Tommy Robinson? Mm. Like, I could imagine his supporters doing the thunderclap outside of prison. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, that was a thing for a while. It was just... <laughs> speaking of, though, speaking of football in Iceland, so many random goalposts and, like, fields... So many mm. in the middle of nowhere. Nice. So yeah. Well, they do yes. like the the population is what three fifty. Yeah. Three hundred fifty thousand. Three eighty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like they outperform that population by like a million times. Yeah. So well, it, it was a miracle what they did at the Euros for with that with yeah. that kind of population. That's an interesting like point about the open fields. Like I remember in Nigeria, just like you're just driving, all of a sudden there's just a field. And then one person kicks the ball, all of a sudden you have like 22 people ready to play a game. Meanwhile, in like England, you have, you have to pay like to play on freaking 5G pitches or whatever. Like such nonsense. You used to be able to just kick a ball around in the park, but then people started getting stabbed. <laughs> but also, I think also, and I've realized this even here and stuff like in the past, we could, I could just play football anywhere in any shape of a field it does you don't even need goals it's just fun but as you get older it feels like i started to need more of that format i need the lines i need the goals I, you know i just needed it to be more standardized and less kind of just whatever maybe yeah, that's just i know me, what you mean yeah and i just it, I, part of it is just because like you're not sure whether this might be the last time you do it you know you're running out of time and so you want the games to mean more like be more real i mean the person in the world who looks least like they might be from Iceland, Mohamed Salah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Atletico two, Liverpool three. This game was an absolute clown car. Like high quality, but also very low quality at the same time. Somehow, like this was just madness. I'm not even sure it was like high quality. Like high quality in the sense of some of the goals were like obviously Salah's little jink jink jink. And then, like, <laughs> I was like, this sounded wrong when I said it. Yep. Um, which was spoiled by Milner, I guess, but whatever, we'll take it. Uh, and then the combination of uh, Joao Felix and uh, Griezmann for, I think, the second the equalizer. Yeah. I, after, other than that, it was just two clown cars hitting each other back and forth. Back and forth. Well, okay, I mean, no, nothing summed it up more than Keita and Griezmann. So Keita scores that belter and then gets rinsed by Lamar for the first Atleti goal, rinsed by João Felix for the second, and then get taken off at halftime. And Griezmann scores two, and then gets sent off. Yeah, Alex, it was... how did you feel? Sorry, Mo. Alex, how did you feel about Lamar? Uh, delighted that he did something on the biggest stage. <laughs> <laughs> My faith in him has been repaid. Oh, man. Sorry, go ahead, Mo. I cut you off. No, I was just going to say, like, the the Griezmann thing was weird because like with those with those studs in the face kind of thing 
you know, it's not intentional. And yes, maybe it is kind of uh, putting the other player in danger, etc. Maybe you shouldn't even attempt to put your leg up there. But I just felt like in the clip, he had no idea he was there kind of thing. He was just eyes on the ball. Um, but yeah, it's a weird one for me. It's hard to make a decision whether that's a red or not. It also massively depends on the height of the person. Like, if it's Lucas Torreira, that's one thing. And if right. it's Peter Crouch, you know, it's that thigh level. So he's not going to get sent off. Also, this is all in the shadow of the, um, and we'll get to it, but it's all in the shadow of the MacArthur incident this weekend. Um, and if he doesn't get sent off for that, you know, and exactly. Griezmann does, it's all a bit weird. Exactly. But yeah, yeah again, I think, I think Salah just like kind of, again showed his his thing early on in the game by kind of i know i I think the goal was attributed to milner um at the end because of the of the deflection but just the fact that he could take on three athletic players create that chaos and then you know take kind of get a shot off was just just showed again the, the kind of form that he's been in for the last couple of weeks you know brilliant goal after brilliant goal after brilliant goal and this one was no different even if it took that deflection it's just the chaos creates opportunities and that's kind of what he does he has that magical kind of touch and like right now i'm thinking you know in world football he's if not the top in terms of when he gets the ball there's a buzz he's that guy right now i i think salah is if we look at form itself like forget ego and whatever he's the best player in the world today right now mm-hmm. look yeah. at, like how how they're playing I, think, I, I and i actually don't even think it's close like, like you know you know honestly i think he's miles ahead of anyone else form wise and when you look at how liverpool play like like let's take last season for example right like they had van dyke out and we were saying the front three is out of form and salah was kind of walking around yeah he would get a goal but not impacting the play now it feels like honestly like i said it in the group chat someone says salah inshallah but like in actual fact it's what it is because salah is literally it feels weird because they're winning five nil whatever but it's because salah is putting this team on his back that they're even doing that he's making everything else work and it's just brilliant to see he he is obviously like the focal point but i will disagree a little bit in that compared to last season Mane and Firmino are helping <laughs> like well, they weren't they beat. weren't around they weren't around last season but they're back and and they actually look like somewhat of a cohesive unit again and i think i heard that between the three of them they've scored 23 goals already this season which is mad like that's that's very very good yeah and it also it also like that that fear factor that now salah brings to the game to defenders in front of him creates so much space people are now backing off and backing off right so it allows that space and if they're not backing off then they're double teaming triple teaming and he's able to kind of just pop that ball out of that of that busy area to a Firmino or a Mane. So that kind of just gives Liverpool so many different options. You know, if you're not going to attack me, then I'm going to do it myself. And if you will double team me, then I'm just going to move it on to, you know, Trent or a Firmino or whoever. So it just gives them so many different options. And he is, like Bernie said, I mean, even if you look at his penalty, he just doesn't seem phased. Mm. He seems to enjoy the the attention, the the responsibility. And then that's kind of his message to Liverpool. I'm the guy carrying the team. I'm the talisman of this team. I'm, you know, the face of the league. Give me my money so I can stay. And and to that point, last season there like we heard a lot of rumors, you know, things being leaked from his camp that he wasn't happy with how he was treated. And I feel like it shows because like Juan had said, he's getting the ball, he's running at people. It's hard to remember him doing much of that last even though he scored so many goals. 
like now he's literally just like, come at me, bro. <laughs> like I'm going to ruin your life. And that kind of Salah is just absolutely unplayable. Yeah. His vibe and the vibe around that whole team just seems infinitely better than, than last season. And like people sort of wrote them off at the start of the season. And I'm not sure, like we were talking about Chelsea and City really to, to win the league, but like they look exactly like, like they did a couple of years ago. Like right. they're, on, except, they're on fire. Except they cannot defend. <laughs> they really cannot. They, I, I expect them to like fix it over time, but mate, it's, it's schoolboy because the way Abledi decided to get at them as well, Robertson and Trent are going to be high, just lob the ball over and run into the space. It was that simple and that easy and could have been very bad if not for Alisson. And you can tell that Simeone had that in mind by not starting Suarez because he put players on that can run, basically. And it's not just about the quality of the goal scorers. It's, you know, Griezmann feels like they're a bit more mobile than, than a Suarez is. And I think that was the idea. Press run behind the fullbacks, have people on there that can run around. Um, and it kind of paid off for him. I think Griezmann did well, um, especially for the second goal. That was kind of, you know, a lot more his responsibility. But I don't know for me, and I think you might need to rewatch it back, but I thought Allison was really not central in his goal. I think he really left a big gap on that side that the ball wasn't, it wasn't even side netting, right? It was just, it wasn't that much in the corner. I thought he could have done much better for that goal, but um, good finish by Griezmann. And I think Felix did a Joe Felix did a great job, kind of to get out of that busy area to, and and give it to him. You know how goalkeepers study vid- video analysis of the strikers that they're going to face. Like if his video analysis of Griezmann was Barca clips, he probably just thought, "Fuck it, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Like, wherever I stand, it's, <laughs> it's going to be fine." Um, but so like a few years ago, you know, we would have these Champions League nights, and it would be. Messi scored two. How many did Ronaldo score? And now it's Salah scored two. What's Messi done? And another three, two. PSG three, Leipzig two. Uh, so Messi scored two. It was a weird game. It was Messi scored the two goals to, to turn it around. But Mbappe created them. Mbappe scored the first goal. And then Mbappe missed a really horrendous penalty. It was just all over the shop. Yeah, and, and Messi didn't play well. Like I know you'll, people look at the stats and just say you know, it's two goals. Yeah, one is a penalty and the other one is just, you know, a goal. Um, but overall, he, you could tell, like, it's rusty. Like, I, I love watching Messi play and I watched, I kind of watched both games, but I, I had more of an eye on the PSG game than just how much I want to follow Messi. And he's not, you know, he's not feeling it. He doesn't have that confidence where, you know, this team is built around me. It's my thing. I can tell sometimes he's making a pass just to make the pass that he wouldn't have done at Barcelona, but now he'll have an Mbappe on the wing or have a Hakimi overlapping, and he'd be like, well, in theory, the right thing to do would be pass them the ball. But you know that Messi at Barca would have been using that as a decoy and cutting in and doing his thing. I don't think he has that kind of confidence to to, to kind of just say, this is my team just yet. I think there's friction there, especially with Mbappe. Um, so he's doing things that I don't think are natural or what he actually wants to do yet. And I think that's kind of putting him off a little bit off his game. I think there are two sort of different uh, things going on that might seem polar opposites, but at the same time they're happening in that Messi's trying to fit in, right? Like he's saying, he's like, oh, I'm here, it's my hat trick, but go take the penalty, like whatever. Like giving it to a horrible like penalty taker to go take the fourth when he, I mean, he's, he's not good at penalties, but he just did score, so might as well like take it. But at the same time, I'm not convinced that there's much instruction going on. Like, and I don't think that's a function of 
Pochettino in a sense. Like, we know right now there's a lot of vibe at PSG. It just is what it is. But I, I'm not sure it's a Pochettino fault, if you know what I mean. Like, Tuchel went there and he had the vibe. You know what I mean? He just, and Pochettino has the vibes. Because there's nothing, there's no, there's nothing that they're doing except countering with Bappe. It's literally all they're doing. And I felt, really? Like, you have Messi, you have Neymar, and mm, I, I'm not sure there's a plan that you can actually, con- like, bring up with those three to, like, to just tactical plan to bring up, and they're just making it work however they can. And by that, yeah. by because of that, Messi's just like, okay, like, you know, let's just do what we can do, whatever. It, it, yeah, I mean, it feels like, remember, when MSN was a thing, like, the instructions for, for the other players, you know, like, mm. the, the rest of the Barcelona team did their thing, and then they just gave them the ball and were like, please win us the game. And it's kind of similar stuff here. Um, there's not really that much you can do with it, but especially when Neymar gets injured, you know, and <laughs> uh, Icardi is unavailable <laughs> for reasons, um, you know, I, actually, you know what, let's talk about that. It's more fun. Um who would have who would have predicted it? Apparently, Wanda didn't, even though you know she got with a guy who betrayed his best friend. She just never saw it coming. I I, I I'm like, should I step in here and talk about this or of not? You know, screw it. Like, who wouldn't see this coming from either of them? <laughs> like, it, it, you could, we should have had a betting ring on who was gonna mess this up first, right? Because it, it literally could have been any of them. As far as I'm concerned, they're as bad as each other. And then publicly, you know, going back and forth and back and forth. Like, like honestly, it's the most immature shit I've seen in a very long time. And I'm surprised that PSG even, like, deal with it. Like, like just cancel his contract. He's not that good. You don't need this nonsense. Like, and it's going to happen right. again. You know it's going to happen again. I saw, um, I saw this thing where it's like, Icardi, the first Newcastle signing? <laughs> you know what you know, there's a couple of players yeah. out there that are like earmarked for this january thing you know people are naming icardi people are saying you know could sterling be swayed by no. money <laughs> like but icardi for me just sounds you know yeah maybe get a striker in he's he's gonna i mean one that loves the money show he sounds very geordie shore <laughs> True. icardi would actually be perfect Cardi and Callum Wilson. What a dream. What a dream. <laughs> say, say Maxima, all, all the chaos. <laughs> but then how would you how would you feel how would you fit Joe Linton in? You know, that's gonna be a problem. Yeah. So I mean, it's difficult enough as it is. <laughs> yeah. Um speaking of uh, of strikers, again, just uh, uh, another Unai Emery apology from my end because Christopher Nkunku looks like an absolute baller every time I watch him play. Man, if it, like I don't even know what position he plays because he's constantly everywhere and scoring goals. He's just he just looks so good. He like forget the goals, forget the output. He just as a player when he has the ball, he seems smart. He does the right thing. He's powerful, and like we all laughed, and we didn't realize at the time that this is our level at best. So you know. He he seems such a good player every time so, I watch him play. So what you're actually trying to say is that if Unai got the guys that he wanted, he yep. would be winning the league. Look, he, <laughs> That's he what wanted, I'm hearing. He wanted Eva Banega, he wanted Wilfred Zaha, and he wanted Christopher Ngunku. He would have done and it. Arsenal were like, fuck you, we're getting Nicolas Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> you know and replacing what? you with a man who's never had a job. So... 
Yeah, I think I think when I, when I had the right idea. Well, when I was missing the vibes, that's a problem. You gotta you gotta balance yeah. the vibes with the theory. You can't have all theory or all vibes. You gotta balance yeah. it. And, and so... McDonald's after the game, yeah. Sure. Yeah. See, Unai uh, can vibe in Spanish, but he just couldn't. He couldn't cross the cultural divide. But but before before we finish Champions League, I just want to hail Ajax and their team of Premier League rejects who just like regularly stroll into the Champions League and batter people. 4-0 against Marco Rosa's Dortmund. Took them to the cleaners. Took them to the absolute cleaners. Daily Blind, Tadic just balling out. Uh, Sebastian Orla, who couldn't get a game for West Ham, and here he is just like dominating. Uh, like This Ajax team are, are a serious proposition. They, 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 they look to me as good as the team from a couple of years ago. Daily Blind has a heart condition. <laughs> and he's doing this like i'm so upset but anyway that's a different discussion but still daily blend wonderful player and i just also want to say marco rose or rosa who was my managerial darling years ago is in the mud and i'm upset <laughs> i was just gonna ask you <laughs> just upset. would you rather him or ten hag at this point i think i think i bashed ten hag at one point in life i think i did and this is just karma for me because Ten Hag is clearly clear of Marco Rose. Oh man, what could Ten Hag do with a with a Haaland, etc.? Mm. Scary, scary hours. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, Premier League. Ah, uh, sure one. Um, let's start then with your lot. Seeing as we're talking about potential new Manchester United managers, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. It's because Ole can't put a foot right at the moment Mohamed, mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 12 how much are you enjoying this 12.1 <laughs> the it's like an fpl pricing it went up last week um it's just it's look the problem with ollie and we talk about this over and over and over and over again is what is his ceiling like i keep as an arsenal fan i keep talking about how manchester united are the biggest club in the land they are they just are and this is not good enough. Like, I, I don't think he has the ceiling to take United to where they need to be. United's squad is almost perfect. Yes, maybe a defensive midfielder away. But it's almost perfect. It's all there. And I feel like, I think the, the squad has a much higher ceiling than the manager. And he needs to bring it out of them. And he needs to do a little bit more. But I just don't think he has it in him. I mean, there's a couple of decisions lately, playing players who are injured, bringing players back early, not using his full squad, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I just, I mean, long may continue. Great. Yeah, I love the banter, but I just don't think he's good enough to take United to where they want to be. I think I think that's a fair point. I think in the Ole discussion, there's a lot of stuff that people just throw that makes no sense. Like, patterns of play, style of play, tactics, all nonsense. But in reality, like, yes, has he improved the team? Sure. Has he improved the play? Sure. Has he progressed, improved players and progressed them? Absolutely. But again, to Mona's point, there is a question to be asked about how far can you go? Because getting over the line, so the proverbial line, so to say, is the hardest part of the game, right? It just is what it is. You can improve people all you want, but how far can you go? But we're past that point now. Like, you've got Varane. I mean, this guy was doing this with Andreas Pereira as a center attacking midfielder. Like, he didn't get enough credit for doing all those things. But now you've got Varane, you've got Ronaldo, you've got Sancho, you've got Rashford, you've got all these guys, right? My problem 
and why I am pretty much very okay if he leaves now is because the thing that he told us for years that he was trying to do, he literally threw it away. Amen. Because for me, I've said it on this podcast, said it everywhere. I defend a person based on the principles of the person. And I always felt I'm a United fan. What I want is wing play. I want young players. I want this, this, and this. That's why I was mad about Cavani. And I was mad about Zlatan, as you guys very well know on here. So to say you want to build a forward roaming attacking line with Sancho, Rashford, Mason, and then to sign Ronaldo, which ruins everything. And he's not the he's not the problem. Yeah, he I isn't. He isn't. Him. I, I he's don't not think Ole signs. Saying, I don't think Ole signs Ronaldo. I think the club signs Ronaldo. But oh, Ole, yeah, yeah. Ole 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 goes. Yes, please do it. He does. And for me, if for example, Pep was like, and I'm not comparing this to but Pep goes, unless he's fr- like, I don't really want him, but if he's free, fine. I think Ole I, called to this man. I think you're giving a guy that doesn't have a parking spot at the club way too much credit. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think I don't think he could have said no. Do not get Ronaldo, and the club wouldn't have gotten Ronaldo. I I I just feel I think, like I think he could. I honestly I think he could. I think I think we joked way too much about that stuff because the man has literally gone to war with these people for signings that he wanted. But he he wanted Ronaldo. I'm not saying they got him because he wanted Ronaldo. I think he and Ferguson and everyone else and Bruno, everyone called Ronaldo. He was in on it. He wanted him, and for me. You've been spending three... He chased Sancho for three years. I don't care if he's not playing well right now. This is what you said you wanted to do. You threw that away, and now look at it. They can't even press, run, create attacks. Nothing. Like, but you that's, see that, that's the core of my issue with him. You see that sometimes, Bernie, with managers that, you know, when they inherit a team that aren't doing very well or they have average players and they kind of bring them up and they make them play well, and then the actual signings and spending the money becomes that poison chalice, which is mm-hmm. like, oh, now, like Lampard, right? It's like, oh, you're doing well with Loftus-Cheek and what's the guy at Roma, whatever, Tammy Abraham and stuff. Oh, look, you're doing great. But then we, we sign, you know, three megastars from Germany or whatever it was at the time, and you're not getting them to play well. That's when you leave. So it's almost like that's when the level of the manager starts to show. Are you just that guy that's going to paper over the cracks and get a, a team to play, you know, seven out of ten every week and people appreciate you because your squad is shit? Or are you the guy that can then take them to the next level when you make the Sancho signings, the Varane signings, the Ronaldo signings? That's where I don't think Ole is at that level. And and just just to add to that to that point is that the, Ronaldo wasn't the plan, right? It was like really late in the window. He was going to City, yeah. and United decided to respond. That means that you literally flipped the script on whatever plan that you had. Yeah. So I don't really give a shit about anything you're going to put on put on the pitch because what what was the idea? You had an idea, you threw it away for this. And I know people will say, oh, he's not the reason, but Look at the way, if you watch United play Leicester in these games, both teams play the exact same in those games. High press, back and forth games, and this was just United just waiting to be picked off by Leicester time and time again because they couldn't press from the front. It was ridiculous. Any, uh, any specific notes on Maguire this game? I, I, I'm shocked that he played. Like, he clearly was not fit. Like, the man, like, you know, like... It's as if you just wake up from sleep and you're like, your legs aren't really moving well. <laughs> and they're like, go off. Like, no, he should never have played. Honestly, the way, the way you guys played so well last season, forget Ronaldo. You sign a, a beast of a defensive midfielder and, you, and this team is, is something else. Because 
you had it all clicking last season. It looked good. You guys were fun to watch. You had the young guys, the wingers. Even adding Sancho is fine because it kind of fits the mold of what you're trying to do. But you did not need Ronaldo. What you needed was a big, strong defensive midfielder that can control the tempo of the game, that can, and we joke about this, release Pogba, blah, blah, blah. And I think this team is is ready, you know, in quotations, ready to kind of do something. But then it looked that way as the... As the Transfer window was progressing and Sancho came and Varane came and it started to look good. And then, you know, will you, will you not sign a defensive midfielder? And then, like you said, it all just flipped when, you know, the club saw the money and the marketing and the, the whole Ronaldo thing, which you, you just can't not do. And I think that did, you know, turn a lot of things on, on, on their heads. I like to think that City did it on purpose. Okay. Like Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> Anyone else? Fred. <laughs> Fred. Yeah. Just like they they know that United can't can't deal with them making these signings, so they just like toe the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're really interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna happen. And then United just can't help themselves. This is uh, this is Charlie Adams for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. And and just on Leicester, like when before the game started, I remember I, I texted my friends and said, "This is a high energy midfield." Like I was scared because we had Pogba and Matic lowest energy center midfield pairing at the club, period. And then they had Tillemans, Sumare, Madison, Madison. and Ndidi? Or is Ndidi no, not? He didn't, he didn't play, three. right? No. Those three, and I was like, God, help me. The, but they just also the have, energy alone. But the they energy also alone. have Iheanacho's and Vardy's energies up top, which are very energetic forwards. Like, Iheanacho drops yeah. deep, Vardy's still running around, he's like 37. Yeah, you also get that energy from them. And Pereira can sta- and Castagna are no joke either. I know Leicester, like, Leicester haven't been in, in great form and they needed this badly, but like, yeah, the, the, those wingbacks are very good. Like, you could forget talent, you would have lost this game on just pure application and hustle alone. <laughs> it, was, it was unreal. And, and Daka coming off the bench as well. Like, come on, man. Come on. I don't know. I, I I think I think you're stuck with with both Ronaldo and Ole for for quite a while longer though. I I just don't think the club wants to do anything about it, and I think as long as he's not bad enough, um, you know, th- this run of form won't won't continue, you know, that long. And I think he'll like just do enough to make it very very difficult. I I, I disagree a little bit because every single time we've been at this route, he's escaped it with some run of twenty wins in a row or some bullshit, right? Like. <laughs> But this time, I'm not sure because this Leicester game would have been that turnaround that he usually does. Like after international break, Liverpool. Oh. Hmm. And then I think City and something, something. Like, we've been here when he beat Spurs and City and then he saved his job. But I don't think this time, I I don't think he can do it three times in a row. Two times, fine. Three, no, I don't see it. I think you'll be fine against Liverpool. Just move one Bissaka to the left back position to deal with Salah, <laughs> and then you're good to go. I mean, Salah's not going to even touch the ball. It's uh, it's that, a simple that actually, recipe. That actually could happen. But uh, who's on the other side? Oh, Mane. Ah, yeah, let's do that because it's Mane. <laughs> let's do that. Mane. The disrespect. The man just got 100 goals. It's unreal. No, no penalties. <laughs> yeah. did, he, did he lose um, a hair follicle every time he scored or what? Yes. <laughs> Um, sorry, just before we move on from United, Stanley Atkinson got in touch with the question, uh, why is Bruno mad? Why is Bruno mad? <laughs> he won't ever say this, but Bruno is mad because Ronaldo took his spot 
but in terms of the hierarchy, but at the same time, Ronaldo's absolute laziness means there's no one for him to pass the ball to. <laughs> because Bruno Bruno Ball is effectively hero ball, right? Because he mm-hmm. knows Rashford and Cavani are just running around s- somewhere that he can pass the ball and they're going to score a goal. Ronaldo's like, oh, <laughs> bro, to my feet, put it up here. Like, no, it's not. Those two are incompatible. And that's why you see it at Portugal as well. No, that's uh, why he probably there. regrets that phone call very, very much. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 2, the return of Patrick Vieira got a standing ovation from the Arsenal fans, got a little hug from Mikel Arteta who comes up to his armpit. That was funny. Um, And then the game was horrible. (laughs) To be fair, you know what? It really, when when, when that still image of Arteta in Vieira's armpit, (laughs) it just really, to me, and I might be over, you know, looking at this too much, but it encapsulated... Two halves of Wenger's career arsenal. One where he had physical, technical beast players. And then the second half where he just went with small, you know, number 10 little dudes. Exactly. And it's just like these are the two halves of Wenger's career arsenal. Exactly. You You know what was really funny about that? It was they were both conscious choices. Like, he literally decided, oh, yeah. I have a point to prove, and I want to prove that I can win football with midgets. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. He got so lucky that one of them was Cesc Fabregas, by the way, because without him, <laughs> everything would have been so shit. Yeah, and then Cazola <laughs> rescued the last few years. Yeah. Just, you get enough midgets, one of them is going to be miraculous. Yeah. Um, there, there was an article about some of those Wenger decisions recently and it was like how he turned down Jabi Alonso because it would have killed Danielson and I just got so angry. And Diaby, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Arsenal looked good for a few minutes. It was, it was a good goal. I mean, I, I, I disagree with any decision to start Nicola Pepe ever because um, I just think he's crap. And, and Mo, like we were talking at the time and you're like, he's capable of moments of magic, obviously. Um, and that's kind of what led to the goal. But he just—he's just not a footballer, man. Like he just doesn't understand things. Over ninety minutes, like you're watching the game, and you're like, "There's basics here. There's yeah. like where to be, how to position your first touch, what to do with the ball." Like he's—he plays like it's a five-a-side. Like it's just—it's it, so infuriating, and I—it's not worth the moments. You know, you're not messy. It's just not worth it. And we have a player in Saka that is three times the player Pepe is. Play him in his favorite position on the right and stop this Pepe stuff. You know, move Smith, throw out wide, play another center midfielder. I don't care. But like this Pepe thing, it just kills so many of our attacks over and over. And it's just not good enough. There was a moment in the second half towards the end of the game before Lacazette got the the winner where I was waiting for Mo to come. Sorry, the equalizer. equalizer. (laughs) Sorry, my bad. I was waiting for Mo to jump on because... There were two moments that happened within 30 seconds of each other where Pepe is on the right and he's trying to dribble and he loses the ball, comes back again, tries to dribble, but then he 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 dribbled himself. I was like, I don't know if you guys remember what I'm talking about, but I, it was I know pretty exactly much like the moment. And and what made it even worse was that Tomiyasu had made the run to the outside yes. of him and he went to the outside in the same space that Tomiyasu <laughs> ran into. I just I lost the plot, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, so overall, again, like Arsenal started the game. Like we're Arsenal fans are always worried about how Arsenal will start a game and set the tempo. First 15 minutes, tempo was set. We were playing well. We were hassling. We were, you know, pressuring. We got our goal. Everything was rosy, 
And then we just kind of go back into our shell. And, and Crystal Palace, yes, they've been playing well. And yes, Vieira's kind of got him going. But not good enough of a team to dominate Arsenal at the Emirates. And literally for the rest of the game, they just dominated us at home, man. Like with players that are not the caliber that you we would expect that to happen at the Emirates. And then you look at the stats and Arsenal have scored one second half goal all season. That is the second worst team in the league. And it's just like, it shows that we cannot consistently maintain any form of attacking football over 90 minutes. We just can't. We cannot dominate a game from start to finish. We have our flashes, we have our moments, but at the end of the day, we will not dominate a game enough to comfortably win it. You know, the days of winning at home 2, 3, 4 nil are long gone. They're not going to happen with Arteta because we just defend. That's all we do. But the defending, I mean... On the second goal, I think even the Benteke goals, I was like, why are you giving him that much space? But mm. on the, I can't remember who's the second one. Edward. I was like, are you, there were so many of you compared to them in that counterattack. I was stunned that you just decided, all right, <laughs> come on to us, have a go. Well, like, that ben, made White, sense. ben White was just retreating from outside of the box all the way back to the six yard line without making a tackle. It's just like, what's the point? You're right. Gabriel also gave Benteke way too much uh, time in the first one. In that second counterattack, there was a chance for um, Laconga to bring his man down after he dispossessed. There was a chance for Emil Smith-Rowe to just clatter whoever was making the assist to Eduard. There was a chance for Ben White. You know, Gabriel on the first goal, Benteke's first touch was horrendous. But like he still kept backing up, backing up. back. Like You're not Van Dyke. Make a tackle, mate. Yeah, just fouled him. Foul them before they get to the penalty area. It's not it's not rocket science. It really isn't. We were talking recently about how how important those kind of fouls are, and like you can't be successful without them. I was gonna ask because we talked about this with Fred in the Everton Everton game for United, and you know we're both we're you know we're fans of teams in absolute misery. We share that misery here for the last eight years of the podcast or whatever. <laughs> um, do you guys think that both teams are just nice? Because I look at City, I look at Liverpool and Chelsea to an extent, and I feel like they will kill you if they right? Like, yeah. do you think Arsenal and Man United are just, like, too nice? I don't, I, don't, I don't usually prescribe to that kind of thing. Like, I don't... Does City have players that will kill you? I suppose Diaz is a bit of a lunatic. Fernandino. But, like, yeah, but he Rodri. doesn't play that much anymore. Rodri, Ederson if himself he, if, is if a he crazy can catch person. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edison is, is, is mad. No, no, but Alex, Alex, it's but, not but, the individuals, like, right? Ramsdale is a lunatic too. No, no, I, I understand. It's a team mentality thing. But I just think, like, I, I, I'd rather say that it's it's the quality of the team and probably the managers as well, more than, like, they're too nice. But but the hounding, like, the, the team, like, City and Liverpool hound you back for the ball. Like, it's, like it's an insult that they lost it, right? Mm. Our teams do not do that. But but Leeds do, and they're like 18th. Sure, sure. I'm just comparing the top, you know, in, in quotations, the top teams. Yeah. You know, and no, football I, now I, is yeah. all about that pressure and getting the ball back and having it most of the time and not allowing. Because we talked about how there's no easy game anymore in the league. All teams have some sort of quality in different ways. So you give the other... In the past, you could give the other team the ball for three hours and they wouldn't do a thing. Now it's like even Crystal Palace and the state that they're in and with the new manager and the players and etc. they still have enough quality to 
hurt you. So no team anymore in the league is one where you can just give them the ball and you're going to be fine. You need to keep the ball yourself. This is not, you know, Mourinho anymore. It's like, oh, you know, the more I have the ball, the worse it is. We need the ball. And we just don't do enough to keep it and get it back and do our thing. Like, why are Crystal Palace with, what is it, 48% of the Emirates? Why? Uh, well, obviously, because uh, Milivojevic and MacArthur are, are two absolute ballers. Well, <laughs> Sorry, Bernie, go on. Speaking of, oh, there's a great, great segue. Speaking of nice and not nice, <laughs> MacArthur actually was really not nice <laughs> to My God. and survive. Uh, guys, I don't get it. Walk, walk I, us through that. I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. Mike Dean was right there. VAR is there. Like, you look at it and people, you know... No, Everybody agrees it's a red card, but very, very few people are saying, oh, well, he didn't see him. I'm like, sorry, you're a top professional athlete. You've got the best kind of awareness, the best vision, the best, you know, awareness, all this kind of stuff. You're telling me that the ball, like Saka had already cleared the ball off screen before he got kicked. There is no excuse for the delay between knowing, like you could have pulled out, but he just did not. He chose not to. He volleyed a human being. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what's complicated about this. I really like, don't. Like, for me, right, when I look at the Griezmann one, I, I, I personally, I, I'm forgiving about those. Like, he's, he wasn't even looking at the guy. Like, it's, it's clear. Like, it's like the 91 years ago. You're not looking at the guy. But people were like, I was like, because I, I didn't see that live. I tuned into the game later. I, was, I saw it on Twitter. I was like, wait, you're te- are they saying, making the excuse that he didn't see him? Because he's literally, it's not like, he, you know, like with Griezmann, like he travels some distance and then mm. puts, his, looks, puts his foot up. He's standing in the same position. <laughs> and he kicks the man. I'm like, what do you mean and see him? You saw him years ago. It's a yeah. literal crime. <laughs> it's a hate crime. That's what that is. <laughs> Is this worse, or is when Kalini pulled Saka back? <laughs> Man, they're on a similar, they're on a similar. I don't know what Saka did to anybody. Sure. <laughs> Unreal. I think he just makes people insecure. You know. Yeah. I think that, yeah. that must be what it is. <coughs> Speaking of crimes, um, Newcastle fans showed up with tea towels on their heads to welcome their new overlords. The Saudi regime. This seems I... to happen every like five years now, where some <laughs> club shows up with tea towels to welcome the Arab overlord. Like, how can this happen so often? <laughs> like, oh, like City did it, you know. Like now Newcastle is doing it. Like it's just a disgrace. I cannot deal with it. Like, the, it's one thing to bury your head in the sand and be like, I don't care who the owners are. I'm not going to get into the politics <laughs> of it. Um. I'm just glad that we've got some money. It's another one to come up and try to dress like them. Uh, and oh, I just... Football is the only sport where cultural... The only thing in the world cultural appropriation is accepted <laughs> based on you buying a football club and saving them from misery, misery presumably. Yeah, but like, I, how far would you take this? Like, you know, if a Nigerian had bought, you know... The, uh, Arsenal, are you gonna yeah. come out trying to be dressed in a like? Where do you draw the line? Like, it, yeah. like, it doesn't it. make sense. What are you talking about? You guys have Kilichi on AFTV. You think all the Arsenal fans don't know him? <laughs> if 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 a Nigerian man buys Arsenal today, all of you are gonna go find like Nigerian like headgear, like outfits, everything, and someone's gonna make the stupid racist joke and go Wakanda forever and then we're going to say that's nothing to do with that at all this is going these things will happen yeah, but but then Obama Yang will will like take a selfie with him and make it all legit at, at McDonald's 
at McDonald's. Yeah. Let's, let's not forget Obama Yang and fast food. Be, your your captain. Mahanad, Mahanad and I could just grab the shirts from your wedding and we'd be fine. Oh, well, we're ready for that takeover. <laughs> so ready. But uh, it, it was pretty funny, though, because... Um, you know, the, the the second that these people take over Newcastle, everyone generally people quite like Newcastle and have felt sorry for Newcastle fans with Mike Ashley and what have you. But the second these people take over, you kind of want them to lose and get relegated. And they're ahead within two minutes, and Amanda Staveley's going nuts in the in the crowd, and like it's all rosy in the garden. And their their period of good play lasted like six minutes, after which Spurs just walked through them like the Championship side that they are. Callum Wilson is just trying to keep his place at the club. <laughs> he's it's the only every, one that's got a chance. He he he's literally everybody else is getting booted. Joe Linton, Fraser, my God, everybody like the the, the Longstaff brothers, Hayden, <laughs> like Maximan and Wilson are the only ones that might make it for a few more years. Everybody, look at this: Mankio, Lascelles, Clark, Richie, Joe Linton, Hayden, Longstaff. It's, Why? It's the rubbish. It's the rubbish. Joseph Shelby. <laughs> Under Shelby oh, gets subbed on. He's like, he's like the the mature, like been around the Premier League for ten years. Like, come on, try and help us stabilize the thing. And he just kicks and Dombele. Five minutes, man. Like got on person, on purpose. Like, he just got upset that Ndombele was running circles around him. He just kicked him. Such an idiot. I, I, you know what? I felt, I just felt bad for Steve Bruce. I just did. Like, it's your thousandth game. Like people hate you. People are wearing tea, tea cloths on their heads, and Jojo Shelby doesn't madness. I'm sorry. I also think he gets abused way too much. But this, this I couldn't. Well, man. I well, couldn't. there's 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 tabloids now that all they do is say, take take a picture. Go, Steve Bruce is leaving Newcastle practice. It's like, yeah, he does that every day, mate. This is not new. <laughs> It's it's ridiculous, especially like he's not a good football manager, right? But when Mohamed read that team out, I was like, no, no one could do much better with this pile mate, of absolute crap. Mate, they had Rafa Benitez, and they were still cl- like clang clinging to their survival on last day. I'm sorry. It would be <laughs> hilarious. It would be hilarious if they get relegated and the Saudis have to manage them oh. in the championship. There's an argument for would that be a bit easier? Like then you just flog all the players and start again. Well, because their contracts would be void, you can kick them out, right? Something like that. Yeah, that would. Be like awesome. It might just be easier. But I, I mean, for Saudis, the easiest thing to do is just to go and sign Icardi and Sterling in January. That would be easier for them. Yeah, it's gonna be a great January, lad. <laughs> Icardi's not keeping you up. I'm telling you this now. He's not scoring more goals than Callum Wilson. No, anyway. he's not. He's actually not. No. Um, I, it, Newcastle was so bad that it, it was one of those where it's like, were Spurs quite good? But their goals were very good. Um, I thought Ndombele's finish was excellent. The, the the connection, the interplay for the third goal was, was very good. And I told you last week that Kane was going to score. And it wasn't a very bold prediction because it's Newcastle, but he's back on it. That was a, a lovely little lob. Yeah, it's yeah. not, and it's not November yet, so he's early this year. <laughs> this is very true. Much so. This is true. Eric, Eric Dyer's Dyer own goal was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, just, just like hilarious. perfect Eric Dyer. Perfect player to join Newcastle in journey. That's a good shout, actually. Holding, Maybe can the they, end can of the they year. take holding? They will take holding. Yeah, Please. holding, dire, winks. I'm, I'm hearing a Lingard and... Uh... Yeah. yeah. All right. 
They have to go through the Adebayor phase of City, right? They're not going to jump straight to the Kevin De Bruyne. So, like, you oh, need no. to find those middle guys that are willing to come over and do something. Yeah. I think I think you could put together, like, yeah, Winks, Maitland, Niles, Donny van der Beek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 drink water. Drink water by you. You got to do it. Drinkwater has to be has to be there. <laughs> it's in, it's in. He has a Premier League contract, not not just the Chelsea contract. Yeah. Uh, if Batshuayi was still around, he'd be in the mix. Mm. Oh god. He's probably still on loan. So uh-huh. can get him back. So how am I get his move finally? I thought you said Louis Saha for a second. I was like, mm. maybe. <laughs> Better than Joel Linton. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of other useless clubs, Everton nil. Um, West Ham one. Everton. A, they got bust. They got bust here. West Ham were much better. Declan Rice ran the show. And now they've lo- they already had Richarlison out, uh, Calvert-Lewin out, Sigurdsson in jail, Delph anti-vaxxer. And now they've lost Decore, who's broken his foot. Like, they are in trouble, man. <laughs> I can't believe you listed uh, those other two like they were just injuries. Anti-vaxxer <laughs> and, and pedophile. Like, <laughs> like you listed them like, okay, well, when is he going to stop being a pedophile in three weeks? And when's the other one going to, like, anti-vaxxer will end in six to seven weeks? Like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, I was expecting timelines for their returns. I was like, he expects analysis after this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and to be fair, you also got Hamas who just fucked off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just stopped sending him the emails. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Oh, my I, god. what is Luca Dini still doing? Why did he sign a contract, man? I don't understand. Oh, and Iwobi. Uh, man, oh my god! This game was going on, and Twitter was just full of Everton fans trying to kill Iwobi. For being horrendous. He's so bad. Everything is zero. You know when you get the stats of a player that's zero dribbles, <laughs> zero this, zero, 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 zero. It's like, well, like we, the problem is we knew this at Arsenal. And yeah, people, Arsenal fans at the time wanted to give him a chance. And he's coming through. It's like, shut the hell up. Like, the guy has zero contributions to anything. And he also has zero um, confidence. Brain cells. Oh. But that too. But confidence, you see it. He's not confident in his own ability. His head drops. He looks like he doesn't belong. It's so obvious. Just, Do you reckon just JJ Okocha talks to him? No. I don't think so at all. No. I, I, I think he, he doesn't want anything to do with him. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I, Alex, I'm still reading. I'm sorry. I, that's I, it. That's all right. I, we, I can, got, got we, can, we can move on. Um, Liverpool 5, Watford, no. Salah, we, I mean, I know we already extolled his virtues, but the ball for Mane, followed by... Every week, there's a new goal of the season contender. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and he loves Watford. He loves them. Just last uh, two seasons ago, when he also put everybody's everybody on their on their ass, mm-hmm. was also Watford, I believe. It's like Watford to him is what Norwich was to Suarez. Yeah, just Good. loves them, and like every week, you're like, it's been three weeks in a row now, just something fantastic, and, and a couple of things per game. Even his assist last last game against City, his assist this game. Yeah, man, just some crazy stuff. Like, I know Firmino did well as well, but, you know, a lot of them were just right place, right time, tap-in kind of thing. But he came in and he did his thing. But, yeah, just watching Salah, like, it's the most buzz you get right now in world football is when Salah has the ball at his feet, so. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. 
And I love how we just glossed over Firmino, and I approve of that. Like just just for the record, just oh, Alex doesn't want Firmino. to gloss over. I'm si. sure he wants to bring it up. See, si, Senor. Um, <laughs> no, what I really want to talk about is Ben Foster, who captained Salah in his fantasy team. Look, like. I feel like it's funny. It's funny. But, like, it's being blown out of power. Like, he's not going to go in every week and make sure that the captain or whatever is on his team isn't playing against him. Like, everybody plays fantasy. The only difference is that Ben Foster puts it on YouTube. But all the players play fantasy. They all talk about it in the training videos. You see it. It's normal. Like, he's a keeper. Obviously, the best players in the league are going to score against him because he plays for freaking Watford. Like, it's going to happen. Like, what do you want? Like... I I get it. I don't see it as a huge deal. Like it's not like it's not like he let goals in so he can get five more points on fantasy. I don't know, Monet. You're going on this long, far, like reaching defense of Ben Foster when you know that this is a narrative based world. That's all that matters, bro. We don't. I like it. I like his content a lot. I just do. It's good. He is very, very funny. It's just like stop, you know, stop blaming that on why Watford conceded five goals. It's just how it is. It was always gonna happen. Can I tell you what my over my overarching impression of Ben Foster is? Is that he's just dumb enough to make life really enjoyable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he can't yeah. analyze anything enough to to really worry about anything. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, seems like a great guy. I wish I could be like Ben Foster. I think he'd be a great like friend to have. Like good time. He's just a good time, I feel like. Yeah, except he'd call you really early in the morning. Oh yeah. Let's go for a run. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm up anyway, but that run is not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh City two, Burnley no. Uh, Bernardo Silva tapping De Bruyne getting a goal. It's been kind of an up and down season for De Bruyne. I know there's there's been injuries and stuff, but He's yeah. uh, he's losing he's losing his his mantle to Foden slowly. Do you reckon? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Foden is the star of this team. Give it one season. What what do you guys think about the whole Sterling stuff? Like, I, I I I understand that if you're going to be at City, you're going to get rotated. But if I was him, I would be a bit annoyed that they bought Grealish because they just I didn't think, need Grealish, and he plays in his position. I think he's been disrespected. Now, even though I've had my issues with him and not rated him that highly at times, but if you look at Grealish, who we all know is a good player, and look at Sterling, who already fits the system, already plays there, and he's still young. What is he, 25, 26? Like, he's not, yeah. he's not past his prime at all. And you tell me that he needs to be replaced by Grealish? I'm sorry, so that's I. I don't even think Grealish has been playing well. I think Grealish is playing because of his price tag and Pep just wants it to happen. Like Pep Pep is playing him every single minute when I don't think he deserves it. Like Sterling needs to get some more time. Mar is definitely deserves to be playing more, etc. Um but the one thing I would say about Sterling being twenty five, twenty six is that he's been playing nonstop since eighteen. True. So he's gonna have mm-hmm. the bit of a Rooney thing where he's gonna you know, at twenty eight he might he might start to decline fast, especially for someone that relies on speed and he's not the most technical player um, when it, you know, when it comes to that level. So I think Sterling worked really well for much better than they expected. I think at city he's done, I think better than a lot of people had expected him to do. I think this is the time where that's it. Just it's, 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 it's over for him at city. I don't think, I don't think Pep's trying to play that system anymore. 
and I think Sterling, I just don't see where he would go. Um, you know, could he replace like a money with Liverpool taken back? I don't know. Um, but I think he'd fit well at Liverpool. I think Bayern, maybe. Hmm. I think abroad I'm... is where it has to be for him. I agree. I just I can't see the Spanish clubs doing it really. I I can't see like no one in Italy can really afford him. Barcelona. Which leaves me with Bayern. <laughs> Broke ass. <laughs> <laughs> Unless PSG decided like as a Mbappe replacement, maybe. Mm, yeah. I'm telling you, man, you laughed at the Newcastle thing. I'm saying if they throw tons of money at him be be the franchise player, it could be. I, I think he would rather play in the Champions League than, than make he's already got all the money. Do you think Spurs ever like is Kane for sale next year or is it done? No, no. I, I was trying he, to figure out how they can afford no Sterling, one, and that no, was no, the only no. way I could think of it. K- Kane might be for sale, but I don't think anyone should touch Kane. That's that's the thing. I think they'd yeah. be willing to sell him next summer for a hundred, give or take. But I don't know that anyone's going back in for him. Because I was like, how can they? I think that's the only way they can afford Sterling. Because even though he's being sidelined, at you're fifty, six. They're going to have to get more than their money. Sixty million is what buys Sterling. Well, it, so this summer they like both them and Arsenal had bids accepted for Lataro, which was like 60 to 80, depending on which rumors you think. So oh. I think the money is, pr- is probably oh, okay. there, okay. especially now that they're back in the stadium. But whether I, I just don't think he wants to go to anyone that isn't in the Champions League. He, and fair enough for him. Yeah. Not, not, not a system. He's a system player, but sure, fine. Yeah. You, you, you can say that after what you've achieved. I'm <laughs> West Ham, maybe. Mm. He'd actually be good at, in this West Ham. He'd, he'd do very well. He would. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Mm. It was it was about Everton, in, in regards <laughs> and in regards to Newcastle. Moshiri came in with all that money, yeah, yeah, and like, but it will be for forty million, <laughs> and like spent a shit ton of money on players. Just saying, Newcastle fans, if you don't do it right, it could just be a waste of time. I'll say two things. One. Moshiri didn't have that kind of money. You know when there's always the richer bloke? He's not that good, dude. But, two, Newcastle will make these signings. They will make horrendous 40 million, 50 million over-the-top signings. Like, you know, they will go and pay 60 million for, like, I don't know, Dinia. Like, they'll do it. And he's a good player, but no one, he's not worth it. Like, people, they will make those signings. Because you have to follow it up, because there was 50 million on Rich Arlison. There we go. Remember that? And, like, what was the money they spent on Gary Me? I don't know. I feel like there's some other like huge signings that they made. <laughs> like, please, guys, please. Careful. 28 million on Chenk Tosin. <laughs> I will oh. say, if they do not give us, um, what's his name? Um, Alan San Maximo on one side and Traore on the other, then yes. what are you doing with your money? Yes. I agree. We need to see it. Yeah. We need to see it. Definitely. Just no goals and assists football. That's and, what you want. And somehow buy Timo Werner and put him, make him your nine. <laughs> <laughs> we have a party. <laughs> Perfect segue. I want to talk about Chelsea. 1-0 against Brentford. Brentford gave them some trouble. I mean, Brentford gave everyone trouble. They are so much fun to watch. Chelsea um, just scraped through here, man. Like, Ch- Chilwell did... He's understood the assignment. He's come into the team and he's like, if I'm going to stay here, I need to do what Alonso does and score goals. So that's why... He, he was, like, in the box more than the strikers. Yeah. Tuchel, Tuchel saying Lukaku is mentally exhausted, playing too much football. 
He did say I that. mean, I would love it if my manager said, you're mentally exhausted, take a break from your job. But that doesn't happen. Especially if the job required you to travel to Malmo in the middle of the week. <laughs> 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 yes. But like Bernie said, Mendy, look, Mendy's making some good saves. Mm-hmm. But like, he is a little bit blown over. Like, like some of the saves were like let, let it, let doable. Him have it. Let him have it. Fine. Let him have it. Back. Come on. This huh. is the one thing that that guy does better than anyone else is save shit. <laughs> like, we know everything else is a little iffy, but like the man can save some shots. Come on. Like Chelsea yeah. didn't play very well. They got away with it because they have a good keeper. And uh, I don't want like Lukaku is streaky. I think we know, right? I think we know he's very streaky, and it's gonna happen. And it's messing up my FPL, and I'm very annoyed. Because every week I'm like, do I keep him? Do I don't? Like, he's that kind of guy that you're like, he should score here, right? He should. <laughs> but you're like, I don't know if he will. And then I lose points because I have faith in the man. The Syria R thing, fuck it. Like, it, it confuses your brain. This is who he is. He is streaky, and I'm taking him out next week. I'm doing it. Here's so, the thing, and then he'll Chelsea, score. So Chelsea are going to let him go again? And then, and <laughs> <laughs> you have two choices. Either let him go or sign Lataro just to reunite them. Oh, no. yeah well it's better than Werner but to be fair to Mendy he did have to make saves because you know the front three in front of him was Cholaba, Christensen and Saar like you know not nowhere near the starting back three for Chelsea so. and Loftus-Cheek is the deepest midfielder what's this infa- infatuation with Loftus-Cheek from Tuchel recently good look <laughs> he is extremely good looking that's what you mean infatuation he looked at him in the eye and was like oh you must play <laughs> like Jorginho Saul on the bench. Mason like, Mount on the bench. Loftus cheek in the middle of the pitch. Two birds, one stone. I can play you because you look gorgeous and also I can, you know, put away the racism uh, issues that I have. Maybe. So Maybe they're trying to sell him in January and they just need to remind people that he exists. There is another thing here. Saul is rubbish. <laughs> Saul is not rubbish. <laughs> right now he is. Okay, sure. <laughs> He's, also, he's as rubbish as Thiago was <laughs> last season. Also, to be fair, it wouldn't be to sell Loftus Cheek; it'd be to loan him because then they can make tons of money on him later. When some Serie A club wants to spend fifty million on him. Sorry, we've just identified Newcastle's first signing. Hundred hmm. percent. Loftus Cheek, John Joe Shelby, double pivot. <laughs> you have to bounce the ugly with the good looking in that video. <laughs> Ah, God. All right, before we get into too much trouble, Villa 2, Wolves 3. This was just funny, man. I'm sorry. I, you know, I We know quite a few Villa fans, and this is brutal, but 2-0 up, 10 minutes to go against a team that barely scores goals. Come on. I don't know how this happened. It's the Premier League, man. It's just a great advert for the Premier League. <laughs> and wait, uh, who scored the goals for Wolves again? I feel like Saiz. Jimenez was very much involved, but I can't remember. Saiz, Cody, and Neves with the deflected free kick at the end. Those are the worst three combination of goal scorers you ever find in, <laughs> in the league in a game. Yeah, the first yeah. two goals were really yeah. sweaty. First two goals were really sweaty. And then obviously the deflection, but... Yeah. yeah. And it was a shame because like, Ings only scores good goals and McGinn only scores bangers. And so it just looked like a perfect day for Villa. And then they completely imploded. <laughs> you know... You know who, for a year and a half now, or two, or whatever, I have still no idea what they do or why they exist. Mm. It's Dendonker. 
<laughs> I honestly just have no idea what he does. I have no idea where he like. I've watched him a million times. I have no idea where he plays. I have no idea what he does. I have no idea what he contributes to anything. It is like someone that I, I completely have no grasp on who they are. I totally understand. Basically, in highlights, all you ever see him doing is like yes. scoring a scrappy goal or getting booked. Yeah, I don't know what he does. Isn't he supposed to be the defensive midfielder, the actual defensive midfielder? Like yeah. while everyone else just runs around, it, like, and then I hear like Nemes defensive midfielder. I'm like, so what is Den Donker doing here? I think like, he's got so like that versatility thing where he gets and he ends up being used in other positions because he can a bit, but he's supposed to be a midfielder. So he's the John O'Shea of this shit. Like, yes. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, I just I just googled him, and on on the Wikipedia page, you know, usually it tells you the the position of a player. This one says he's either a defender or a defensive <laughs> midfielder. It's like even Wikipedia is not sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's just, the person who like sat down and said, "I have enough information to write this." Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, he's just he's just funny. It's one of these players that I have no idea what they do. But that's great. We should actually do an eleven an at 11. some point of of just player confusing players. Well, yeah, like like I said about Palace, right? I've got a couple from Palace that I'll chuck in there in no time. You know, <laughs> like I just no idea where they play. Like, what does Schlop do? Yeah, yeah. He just scores <laughs> late goals. Yeah. What does he do? You know. Oh, we didn't we didn't mention very quickly Connor Gallagher, who's he's I think so good. He's 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 been killing it for the man. He's been absolutely killing it for them. So he's uh, Chelsea Loney, right? Yep. That's mm-hmm. another one coming through. Honestly, he's playing so well that like Chelsea have to seriously consider putting him into their midfield next year. Yeah, he is playing very well. Yeah, they they've actually got the Kante back. replacement. Well, I'm well so the, the annoyed. fact that you have someone like that, why you know go and get a Saul? Like, just how about you just train some players and bring him through? I guess. I mean, in this, in this case, I'm like glad he's playing every week. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, like you have a player like. Eh, never mind. I'm not, I'm I'm just gonna spew hatred, anger. Um, do it. That's what people no, are here I, for. No, I was just going to say, you have a player like Mason Greenwood, why sign Ronaldo? Like, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, we, I mean, we skipped over Greenwood's goal, which was unreal. Uh, Birdie, how do you feel about the fact that Greenwood just cares about his own his own? It's stats? so funny. It's so <laughs> it's so funny. Like, you know, everyone else is like, uh, we've not the result we wanted. Mason Greenwood's like, bang up, baby. <laughs> You know, you know those players that try and balance it out where they go, oh, it was a tough game, we didn't play well, but then all the images are just of them celebrating their goal. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I don't know why. I absolutely love it. It's so funny to me. Uh... Great. Yeah, so wait, wait, wait. Let's, I just want to look at the table. I haven't looked at the table. Oh, Chelsea are top. I didn't know that. Yeah, Chelsea oh. top by a point. Liverpool a point. City a point. Brighton two points. Damn, Brighton are in fourth. Top four. Yeah, no, Chelsea wow. by a point. The goal difference is funny though. Chelsea thirteen, Liverpool thirteen, uh, sixteen, City thirteen, and then it massive drop off. Brighton three, Spurs minus three. How are Spurs yeah. up there? We'll never scraping know. scraping points. Another team that like just doesn't matter this season is Southampton. Like, they just don't matter. They might as well do not they ever matter. They haven't mattered. Since no, but like, either. well, there was a period where like you know what's his name came in. They started to play a bit better football. Ings was killing it or whatever. Blah blah blah. They mattered a little bit, but now it's like a whole new level of they don't matter. 
Southampton is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When are you going to get beaten nine nil again? <laughs> yeah, just just that Twitter account. W- welcome, lads. I'm glad that you could finally join me. Well, Bernie, we we joined you when they're actually shit now, not when they were, <laughs> yeah. you know, deserving of praise. It's like, oh, thanks for joining me three years later. Now that they're actually shit. <laughs> yeah. That's Bernie, meanwhile, teasing us by being in the relegation zone when right. those cheeky buggers. Nah, you know they'll get out of it. If if Leeds uh, if Leeds get uh, go down, Bernie's gonna have a party. They're oh, so don't worry. Ran- Ranieri is taking Watford down. I'm very confident in this. Hmm. Yeah, Watford, Norwich, Norwich for sure, and what you think, Southampton, Burnley, Southampton, Newcastle. Leeds, it has Leeds to be. Played, it has to um, be. Eight games. Have a minus eight <laughs> goal difference <laughs> and six points. Yes, but uh, are you are you not ma- manager of the year? Huh? <laughs> but are you not entertained? <laughs> Listen, I'm so entertained. They've got two points less than Palace, who just like <gasps> passed Arsenal off the park. So These I don't know what point you're practically. trying to make here. <laughs> this is Every, not good. Everyone's shit. <laughs> That's Five. Five. Everyone is shit. Yeah. Anyway, all right. We better leave it there. We've been banging on long enough. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll chat again next week. Wait, the, do you, are United in the Champions League tomorrow? They are, right? <laughs> Atalanta. Oh, you're gonna get murked. Bro, I told you, I told you at the beginning of the uh, of the season, you're not making it out of that Champions League group, and you laughed at me. You laughed. You're not I, gonna make it. I laughed at you for many things, and I'm sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> I appreciate it because honestly, you will, you will, you will not make it out of this team. You will join us. Oh wow, we're not even in it. You will go down. <laughs> <to> the- <laughs> <laughs> you mug, you mugged yourself off right there. <laughs> but hey, we're focusing on the league, you know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you, you look very unfocused to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's in our sights. <laughs> okay. All right. Night, lads. Night, night. night. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Yeah.